So how's it going, my fellow entrepreneurs on the rise? It's Lorenzo back at it again with another episode of Entrepreneurs on the Rise. And today I have a special guest, uh, Manuj Agarwal. Manuj um, actually is a CTO for Tetra Noodle and also has his own startup business. Mm -hmm. And without further ado, let me um, introduce him. So how's it going, Manuj? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here with you. Perfect. It's my pleasure. So before we get right into it, um, tell us, tell the audience a bit about yourself. Um, can be you know background, childhood, anything. Fun fact. Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, let me tell you about my story. Basically, I uh, was uh, born in India in a small town, um, and I grew up there. Um, started working uh, at age fifteen. I was working in a factory, um, working. Pretty hard, six days a week, 12 hours a day, and I was making $2 a day. Um, so, you know, I wanted to really do something more, get something more out of life, and I obviously didn't know what to do, and uh, ultimately I found my calling in uh, computers and programming, and uh, when, I, when I started programming, I basically just fell in love, and uh, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and in around 99, year 99, I moved to Canada and I got my first job as a junior programmer, um, got fired from that job within three months. And then, uh, you know, it was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, low point. And then basically I learned, uh, that was a low point for me. And from there I learned, you know, uh, what are the skills I need to acquire? What do I need to do to, um, get into the right uh, positions? And so uh, from there, I worked my way up um, and became executives in multiple companies, started my own businesses and, and things of that nature. Wow, that's amazing. So you started off in India making $2 a day. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. That is insane. And you work six days a week? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, sometimes sometimes seven days. Wow. I, that's insane. And from there, you basically moved on to Canada, um, worked at a software company, you said, mm -hmm. and then got fired. But then it, one of the things I actually stress about in this podcast is that, like you said, you need to develop skills that will put you at a better position against everyone else. And it yeah, looks yeah. like that's pretty much what you did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, be, being... Um, uh, due to my experiences in childhood, I was very shy, very quiet uh, uh, type of a person. And obviously, with uh, computers and programming, software engineers are not very uh, extroverted people to begin with, because you know that's why we work with machines because we don't have to talk to humans. Mm -hmm. But when what I realized was, you know, the more I'm in my shell, the the less uh, chances of success I will have. So, you know, communication was a very big uh, challenge for me. So. Uh, I forced myself uh, out of my shell. Um, I learned how to, you know, uh, present my thoughts and get buy-in from other people, ask for their ideas, ask for feedback, and sort of, you know, uh, generally learn to connect with people. And that was a big learning curve for me. And then the other thing was I also noticed, you know, whatever skills I had, there was a lot of competition. In every field, there's a lot of competition in, in certain areas of, of that field. But there are some other areas which are uh, less competitive because maybe, you know, they are more esoteric, maybe less people know about it. 
So I started uh, figuring that out, you know, what kind of skills people are looking for. And there are not a lot of people around with those skills. And I started acquiring those skills. So, you know, this strategy kind of worked where, you know, I was uh, improving my communication skills and I was also acquiring skills, uh, technical skills that people needed the most. Oh, okay. So you pretty much did some research on the the area you wanted to go into that had the less competition. Um, yeah, exactly. So, you know, with less competition, for example, you know, there are skills in software engineering. Um, a large corporations, they'd use a technology called EDI. And EDI mm-hmm. has been a, a, around for decades. Um, and, you know, large corporations, they still use it because uh, they have all these old systems that are working on these uh, uh, these protocols, they, they, they cannot get rid of it. And um, EDI has been around for so long that newer engineers they didn't know much about uh, this technology. So uh, you know this is a this is a, just an example, right? So when I saw that niche, I acquired those skills, and and uh, since I had very little competition uh, in that field, uh, things worked out uh, nicely and easily. I see. Well, that's great. I mean. The more research you put into something, the smoother it'll turn out. And besides being a CTO for a company, um, Tetra Noodle, what um, businesses are you working at or do you have at the moment? Yeah, so um, during my career, I have uh, interviewed about 5,000 engineers uh, for various roles uh, for building my team. So through that experience, I learned quite a bit about, you know, what... uh, People are learning in universities and colleges as they graduate. Uh, and uh, things are not looking good. Like, you know, the universities are quite far behind in terms of technology. So they take years to catch up. So um, in order to fill that gap, I started a training company three years ago where we train people on latest technologies um, and uh, help them uh, get job ready within a few weeks to a few months. Uh, so that's one. And then... Obviously, you know, through my work, um, through my experience, uh, I also coach um, startup founders and uh, entrepreneurs, uh, help them bootstrap their corporations, uh, their companies, their ventures, and also help them with their mindset uh, because mindset is a very important piece in uh, entrepreneurial uh, ventures. 100% agree with that. And we'll get into that later in this interview because I did want to touch topic on that. And... So apart from, I know you said you interviewed about 5,000 students or people. Is that what inspired you to make one of those businesses? Or were you kind of already like in the process of, you know, figuring it out and just that just kind of confirmed it? Yeah. So um, I've I've tried and, you know, um, I've tried and failed at many businesses before. So it was... uh, if, you know, I already, I, I always had an entrepreneurial streak. I wanted to build my own business. Uh, and as you know, most uh, entrepreneurs, uh, whether they admit it or not, you know, their history is filled with failures, experiments, and, and things that they tried and didn't work out, right? So uh, in my case, I tried uh, e-commerce, and this was before Amazon was a big thing. You know, I started, uh, tried selling sporting goods, um, I tried blogging. I tried many, many different um, businesses. And so um, at one point I was like, okay, you know, I need to think about what I'm really good at because all those previous businesses, they were not really related to my skill set. So I was just trying to make money. 
So when I stepped back and said, okay, you know, rather than make money, let's let me think about what I am good at, what people um, know me for, and what are the gaps that I can see which are related to my skill set. So once again, going to that sort of niche um, uh, uh, mentality and finding that gap. And so when I started taking an inventory of my own skill set and my own experiences, that's when I realized, you know, I've been interviewing so many people. I know exactly what skills startups are looking for because I work with so many startups and I know what skills um, these engineers have and where the gap lies. So let me try to fill that gap. And that's uh, that's how the idea came. And and since I, you know, to your point, exactly right. If you do your research right and you, you know, take your time and figure out the gap, things work out much easier, much nicely than if you just jump, uh, you know, uh, feet first into something that you have no clue about. Exactly. And also, I think, you know, you said you tried e-commerce and you tried pretty much a little bit of everything. I think everyone goes through a point where they kind of do that until they figure out what's right or they take their time and research. So overall, what challenges did you have while starting the business? Were there any in particular that you still remember to this day? Well, um, you know, every business revolves around revenue. So whether it's a for-profit, non-profit, everybody needs to make a revenue uh, in order to run a business. And uh, for revenue, you need to have sales and marketing skills. And those are the skills that I did not possess. And, you know, since I did not possess those skills, I was just trying to wing it and basically just thinking that, hey, you know, if I do, uh, if I bring a good product, if I do provide a good service, then people will automatically come. And I don't need to focus on sales and marketing, which was completely wrong. So, you know, through my experiences, through my struggles, um, I had to learn uh, these skills. And, uh, and you know, any entrepreneur who's listening, I will highly recommend, uh, you know, learn from this skill. Don't think that um, build it and they will come works anymore. I mean, it, it may work uh, for some people, but, you know, some people can build, win the lottery as well. So it's, it's kind of highly improbable but if you want um, you know high degree of success and high probability of success so learn marketing and sales uh, along with uh, doing your research on what kind of product or service you want to bring to the market yes i 100% agree just like you said even if you have a great product great service if you don't market it no one's going to know you have the product but exactly. like you said um it works for some people but it's like winning the lottery yeah I'm sure they rely on word of mouth, but if you want things done like a business, you'd have to market properly. Everyone has a marketing budget and so on. Yeah. yeah. And compared to the challenges you've had before, what what are your biggest challenges now? Um, right now, it's more about scale. Right now, uh, it's more about, you know, refining the product, uh, uh, thinking about what other related products we can bring to the market. So it's all about scale now. Okay, so all about expanding your business even higher? Exactly, exactly. Okay, I see. And we did, um, I wanted to um, touch topic on how can uh, spirituality and meditation and mindfulness help entrepreneurs? It seems like you know a bit about that. Um, Could you, you know, enlighten us on it? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, as I said earlier, like I had had a difficult childhood and uh, one thing I realized was, uh, you know, you pick up a lot of your thought processes, your beliefs, your 
sort of emotional baggage uh, when you are growing up. And that baggage lives with you almost entire your entire life. Uh, in most cases, people do not realize it and sort of, you know, they just go through life uh, uh, without any intervention. But some people like myself, you know, uh, I ran into many challenges. So I went to many therapists and, and things of that nature and, and uh, started to understand my own psychology, started to understand how I uh, react to certain situations and all that. Uh, so as you know, therapy is a long-winded process. And I, you know, one thing I know about myself is I'm not uh, very patient with anything. So you know, after visiting some, uh, some therapists, I said, I need to fast track this, this process and get to the bottom of this. And that's when I, you know, started, um, I, I ran into spirituality. I mean, I, I was always intrigued by spirituality, even let's say in 10th grade, I used to read um, spiritual books, although it didn't make quite a bit of sense. I just found it interesting. Uh, but about five, six years ago, I really uh, got into it very deeply and uh, started to meditate and uh, started to sort of uh, involve myself in spiritual practices. And what that did was it opened up a whole new world uh, to me in terms of my access to my own subconscious mind. You know, I could see more clearly, you know, what happened in my past, in my childhood. There are some incidents which I completely forgot. I completely buried deep down in my subconscious, but those were bothering me. Like, you know, they they were sort of... um, how can I say it? Like they were guiding my reactions and decision-making process uh, when I used to run into similar situations. So as an adult, it, w- it was affecting how I behaved with other adults and how my relationship was going with other uh, other people, including my own family members, right? So, um, so this was obviously affecting my professional life as well. And when I came to know about all these things, uh, I also uh, tried to figure out how I can address those, how I can neutralize some of the negative uh, uh, beliefs that I had and also address some of the the, the ways I make decisions. And so for, with that work, you know, um, I completely shifted my mindset from being very anxious about the future, being, being very pessimistic about the future to being very optimistic and just uh, not worrying about the future, basically just trying to live in the present. And that has helped me tremendously in terms of improving my business, improving my personal relationships, um, you know, things which were not working for, I mean, as far as I can remember my whole life, like, you know, uh, my relationship with, with uh, my parents didn't, didn't work for a long, long time. And so now uh, it is much better. So, you know, um, that has helped me a lot. And I always share this with other people so that um, they don't think this is like new age mumbo jumbo but it's actually really, really helpful, really, um, you know, it, it can really transform your life because I know a lot of people are suffering. They, they go through their mental stress and all that. So this uh, this is a practice that really helps you uh, find the cure from within rather than looking for cure outside. Exactly. And honestly, um, meditating and focusing on your spirituality is something that that I've seen like big entrepreneurs like Alex Becker, Gary Vee, like Russell Brunson, they all take some form of like um, self like treatment in order mm-hmm. to further their business in their own way. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, at the end of the day, if you look at any successful, like most successful people, you can look at Hollywood stars, you can look at 
you know, successful business people, anybody, they will uh, have some some uh, aspect of uh, you know self improvement. So whether whether it's on the spiritual path, whether it's learning and improving yourself, understanding yourselves, uh, they have certain habits, they have certain routines that they follow, and they this all forms the fabric based on which you actually achieve that success. Right? Exactly. Yes, I hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. And one of your businesses focuses on bootstrapping startups. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a bit about that? Yeah, sure. So after working with a lot of startups, uh, what I found was one of the common themes uh, um, for successful startups versus uh, you know startups which ran into some problems is um, raising money versus bootstrapping. So in my experience, what I have seen is if you bootstrap, at least initially, you have much higher success uh, rate rather than um, you know coming up with an idea, uh, making a pitch deck, and and the first step you do is raise money. Um, and also, when I when I looked at uh, some uh, studies uh, from Harvard Business Reviews and and some other you know respected publications and institutions, they, it is actually proven that if you raise money, um, it actually reduces your chances of success as a startup. Um, so uh, you know, gathering all my experience of 20 years, um, what I help entrepreneurs is to figure out how they can bootstrap their company get to a, uh, a state where they can start to earn uh, revenue. And then if they want to expand further, if they want to accelerate their growth, then think about raising money from external sources. Oh, okay. So it's basically like, in a way, like a blueprint to starting up a company, the not the right exactly. way, but like one of the main ways. Exactly, exactly. Oh. Yeah, so I have a, I have a framework. It it uh, it got uh, nine steps, and so you go through those steps to build a company, and and uh, you know uh, nothing is guaranteed, right? Like it it all depends on your what your idea is and how well you execute. Because there are so many people with brilliant ideas, but it's all in execution. So uh, this framework allows you to follow a sort of a proven path for execution, and if you execute well, uh, you increase your chances of success and. And, you know, um, once you're at a certain stage, then you can say, okay, now I'm comfortable, you know, raising money. Even even I will say, you know, once you gain success, like you have already proven you can do it on your own. I, I won't recommend you raise money even at that point. But if you if you think it's the right move for you, then you can do that. Yes, exactly. And just like you said, nothing is guaranteed. Um, mm-hmm. All these steps that, you know, people take that you teach are just steps that help you increase your chances of success significantly but everything else kind of depends on you your service your product and how well you can get it out there Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. awesome and i always like to ask this question um what's your end goal with all of this like where do you see yourself in the next you know five plus years um so you know um i want to uh, do a few things one is uh Obviously, I want to free up more of my time to spend uh, my time with my family, with my young kids, mm-hmm. um, give them more guidance uh, to, you know, to uh, make sure that they don't have to struggle as much as I did. Um, I want to uh, go deeper into my spiritual practices, uh, you know, learn more about it and continue to spread the message, continue to help people, continue to uh, coach people and share uh, share everything that I have learned so far. Because, you know, we all need help. Um, and I would have been so grateful that, you know, when I was growing up, when I was struggling, there was somebody to 
uh, guide Extend me and mentor me. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, that desire to help somebody, even if I can make a difference in one person's life, that will be, that will be amazing. And that sounds amazing. Honestly, I feel like most of the entrepreneurs that I've talked to and that I've interviewed have said that they find happiness helping other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, because you know, entrepreneurship, again, it's, it's, um, it's a way to test your own caliber, right? Like you, you have to, um, I won't say fight with the world, but you have to experiment a lot. You have to figure things out. And uh, this struggle actually um, makes you humble, right? It, it, it sort of uh, takes out that macho uh, mentality that we all sort of have in our teenage years. And then when uh, rubber hits the road, you know that, okay, you will be successful only if you pay your dues and you actually, you know, um, th- there is no entitlement that works in entrepreneurship, right? So, so once you are at that stage, then you start to empathize with others because they are going through similar experiences. And when you have empathy, then then you obviously, as human beings, you wanna you wanna help other people out who are going through either similar experience or something that you have experienced before, and you can you know that you can help other the other person avoid any. Uh, you know, any frustrations that they may be facing, right? Yes, correct. And just like you said, honestly, entrepreneur humbles you. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like you said, it tests your caliber because ultimately there's no right plan to do anything. You kind of figure out your system and yeah. eventually you get to the point where you want to help others, you know, because it'd be nice if someone had extended their hand to you. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And... I know you, um, since you're really into spirituality and of course you've gone through, you know, you had a rough childhood. Have you mm-hmm. figured out like somewhat of your reason as like to what your purpose is? Yeah. Um, so, what, what, uh, you know, during my um, practices, you know, one, one of the things, as I said uh, earlier, self-awareness is, is quite important. That's, that's sort of the key. That's the first step before you can do anything else. So that depend, that also includes spirituality, includes entrepreneurship, it includes uh, your profess, uh, professional and personal um, uh, success that you get in your life, right? So self-awareness uh, included me sort of going inside and, and looking at what are my core values? What, what do I value the most in my life? So um, one of the things that came up was family. I, fa- I, I value family a lot. Um, I, I have a high degree of curiosity, so I, I'm always trying to learn new things. Even if I, you know, uh, if I, I have, uh, mastered one skill, I take, try to take up another skill, which I don't know anything about and try to learn about it. And then the third one is adventure where, you know, I, I want to, I love travel. Um, so, uh, if I put all this uh, together, you know, I would love, um, my life to be more, you know, adventurous. Uh, traveling with my family to going to new places, talking to new people, you know, getting more amazing guests on podcasts, being a guest on other people's podcasts, exchanging ideas. And that's the, you know, that's the ideal life I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, w- once you once you know yourself, you you can build that vision and you start working towards that. And that's uh, that's what I'm in the process of doing. I see that. And that honestly sounds like something that will be fulfilling towards the end when you look back at it. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. it'll be adventurous, it'll be exciting, and you'll actually be, you know, helping people and collaborating at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And 
Um, do you have any words of advice for people that might have been in a similar situation as you back in the day where, you know, they struggled, they had a little bit of depression, anxiety um, to how how can they can how can they know, overcome that Um, where to begin in general? Um, well, the first thing is, you know, you have to realize that whatever reality you are in, it's a creation of your own mind. Um, so uh, do not, if you want to change your reality, it's absolutely possible, but you have to train your mind to figure that out. Um, meaning first you need to work from within, uh, fix your mindset, uh, think positively, uh, be strong. And then work your way up from there, meaning then you try to figure out what are your core values. Then you start to figure out, you know, what exactly you want in your life. Then you figure out, okay, what is the next step I can take, whether it's uh, joining a company as an employee or you want to start a new business or whatever that is. So uh, all these things are a means to an end because generally what we do is we work backwards. We say, okay, uh, our goal is to make money and that's just a means to an end. The money is just the power to to enable you to be able to do the things that you want to do. But we don't, uh, you know, we don't really realize what is it that we want to do. So if you work backwards, things, you know, things become a little bit tricky there, right? Uh, but if you work from within outwards, then everything falls in alignment, and 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 uh, that's when you know you can uh, really make a difference. Yes, hundred percent agree. Especially with um, usually most people or almost all of us work backwards. Most people kind of see money as the end game when the, that shouldn't be the end game. The end game should be building sus, um, something sustainable that yeah. brings you happiness and helps others because that's really where the money comes from when you're fulfilling others' you know, aspirations and you know, desires. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Awesome, and um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up? I, I just want to say, you know, um, try to find your happiness. Like, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, are, uh, you know, even though they are successful internally, when I talk to them internally, they are not happy. So try to uh, try to figure out how you can become internally happy. And when that happens, then everything else, whatever problems you're facing, external, internal, whatever, uh, they, they start to get addressed. Uh, almost like magic. So, mm-hmm. so that's a message I will uh, like to share. Yes, I agree. Um, find yourself, be happy. Ultimately, this is your life. Yeah. Awesome. And in that case, uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time, Manoj. Um, hopefully we can do this again. Next time we'll do like a follow-up. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, there you have it, my fellow entrepreneurs on the rise. That was Manuj Agarwal, and I will be linking his business contacts down below. If you guys want to work with him and see what he's got, um, please click on the links. And I'll also be linking down his socials in case you guys want to connect with him, ask him some questions, ask him how you can start your own business. Perhaps everything will be down below. Make sure to check him out until next time.